everyone. Hi everyone. Welcome to the Squad Pod. Here's your host, my dad, Troy Dog. All right, people. Welcome to another episode of the Squad Pod. It's your host, editor in chief of Vermoto.com, T Dog. I'm here to bring you another episode. This week, I got Partzilla PRMX's Hunter Yoder joining me. Elite squad athlete, sitting ninth in points right now on the 250SX West Coast right now. Love it. Kind of saw it coming. We'll get into that. And then we'll hit up Travis Stewart, Patra Company's Travis Stewart. He helped me get my start with, with Verb back in the day through a Facebook message. We'll go through that story and catch up with him and go over some of the projects he was involved with with Verb back in the day. He helped film things like Epic. He did the Racer X motocross shows and, and just, he's the man behind national security. And I messed that up in the intro. I say national player and we don't want to talk about that, but it's national security, national security fame, Travis Stewart joining me after Hunter Yoder. Uh, what a week since I last spoke to you. Uh, we've had some, some drama go down, uh, San Diego, another kind of mud race. It counts. It's a mud race. It was a little more racy, but man. Jet Lawrence, Jason Anderson, Cooper Webb, Chase Sexton, all having some dramas over the weekend. We've covered it pretty heavily on Verb. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that. And then if you haven't saw it on Verb, you've saw it, seen it everywhere else. Quite the drama. I'm not here to touch on it too much. That's not really my deal. I'm going to just post about it when it comes available. But spicy stuff, man. Good stuff. Only round three. Got so many more to go. The 450 class is heating up when it comes to the championship chase. It's still early. Anything can happen, as well as the 250 West. So a lot of good stuff coming. And hopefully this week's a dry round. I haven't even looked at the weather, but mud races for the win. Let's just keep going. 17 mud races in a row. Can you imagine? Oh, man. I think uh, privateers would be pulling their hair out at that point. And privateer teams, factory guys are fine. They get all the parts they want, right? Anyway, uh, let's see. Verb content this week. We've been hitting it pretty hard. Uh, I've been trying to make some changes since taking over. Just getting a bunch of content out. I made some new things. Five things is now a precursor to the weekend. We're going to go over five storylines that, that you need to pay attention to this weekend. So that's up there. Kalana Humphrey joined the uh, squad, the Grom Report with uh, Brad G. Hart. Uh, we've got some Morning Espresso where Slaw went in and I don't know, whatever Slaw does, but it was good stuff. I went down a parts budget with Julian Perrier over at Partsilla PRMX. He gave me a budget of what he had to toss after the mud race and what they had to do to prepare and give you some insight on that. I my Tour Dogs takes column this week was was pretty cool. Um, I have a new life goal. If you haven't read it, go to vermoto.com. I want to be AP's hat holder. We're Ohio guys. I didn't even know this was a thing until I watched the 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 Anaheim or no, it was San Francisco broadcast. I want to be his hat holder. Just me running up like just Ohio dudes bonding together over a cowboy hat. Just running up help AP out, throw him the hat. He goes out for opening ceremonies. I mean, life goal achieved. We're going to make this happen, I think. 
for the vlog. It's, it's going to happen. So I'm looking forward to this. And then the Yamaha Vermoto edit contest is now live. Do you remember the edit contest that our boy Verb West used to do back in the day? Well, it's back with help from Yamaha. They want to be a part of it and they are backing us 100%. So basically we've provided you with the amount of clips that our video department would do when going to a shoot. There's millions, millions of hours of raw clips with different, you know, there's aerial stuff. There's stuff that I don't even know what Wes does, man. I, I haven't been on a shoot with him in like 12 years, but there's millions of, of clips, different styles. There's all 800 Yamaha star guys in the clip. So like go over and check that out and edit something. And if this is what you want to do with your life, or maybe you want to get into, put an entry in. We got tons of prizes. We haven't announced yet, but there's a ton of great prizes coming down the pipeline. And we've had some guys that we've hired win this contest in the past. And there's a ton of guys in the industry that have done well in this contest that are now like in really legit jobs. Everybody needs an editor and this is a way to get noticed. So go to our website and uh, download the footage. Thanks to Yamaha for doing that and for sponsoring T-Dog's Takes. World Mini coming right up. Um, Gypsy 500 is pretty much sold out. I mean, it, there's a couple spots left, but man, it's it's going to be a good event. There's going to be like 8,000 people there. I'm not even kidding. It really is almost sold out. All spots are just about gone. But World Mini, you can sign up there. We still got some spots open for uh, April 4th through 7th in Mesquite, Nevada. It's the World Mini, man. It's it's one of the biggest amateur races of the year. It's the second year back with us. And, um, man, it's going to be good. Wednesday's move-in day, and then we'll have practice and qualifying day on Thursday. Friday's qualifying LCQs, and we start main events. Saturday and Sunday are main events. So right now you can uh, sign up. you got classless and registration on the World Mini tab on the Vermoto website. I hope to see you there. It's going to be great. We're inviting everybody in the world. Um, if you have any comments or any questions that you want on the pod, Troy at vermoto.com is where to reach me. Or you can just like DM me on Instagram and Twitter. I'm always on there. So check it out. And then if you have a story idea or something you want me to dive into, let me know. I'm your man for it. And I have time to do it now. That's This is my job. Like before... I had like two minutes to do a story and now I have my whole life to do stories. This is great. All right. Up next, Hunter Yoder. And then uh, we'll get into Travis Stewart. Yoder, man. <laughs> I, was, I, I was letting you do your thing, dude. Do we need an intro? No, we don't. Marzilla, we don't. Max, Kawasaki. Hunter Yoder. <sighs> I got this. On the phone, I have Partzilla, PRMX rider. He's an elite athlete. It's Hunter Yoder. Did I say it right? Yeah, you got it dialed that time. Okay. The intros, yeah. man, like we did one last week or so with Welton, and we just kind of went into it, and it was great. Yeah, I mean, I'm ready. I, uh, I've i been mentally preparing for this whole morning, so I'm yeah. ready to do uh 
you know, I got my, my media warm up this morning. I, I went through my routine, made sure I had all my answers dialed, so I'm ready to go. Nice. Well, we just want to do a quick update with you. I know you're very busy. You're um, probably still cleaning the mud off yourself from the past two weekends. Uh, but, dude, you're knife in points. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped on that. Um, I'm tied with, I think, six or seventh right now. I got a three-way tie. So I'm pretty pumped about that. Um, like you said, it's been a good good start. The past uh, Anaheim one was kind of whatever. I just I rode okay, but not great. It was just uh, I was just kind of out there riding. But the last two weekends, I feel like I've found my groove a little bit, and I know they've been mud races, so um, you know it's a little different. But at the end of the day, you know we're still racing and. Everyone has to be prepared. So um, I feel like I've been prepared, you know, and um, my mechanic and team have had my bike dialed. No issues um, out on the track in the mud. So uh, all those things come into play, and, you know, we've done a good job at at keeping everything in check. So we've had two uh, good weekends in a row. Yeah, I mean, before the season we were talking, I mean, you you put in the work. You – I mean, there's really nothing to do at SOB but just, like, ride and work out. So, uh, you, did you kind of expect this coming in with your progression, or are you surprising yourself? Um, I wouldn't say I expected it by any means, you know. But I also, my biggest thing is not, not setting expectations coming into the year for mm. myself. Uh, you know, I, I obviously have goals of things that I want to do. But I don't, I don't put expectations on myself because I think, you know, that's too much pressure at the end of the day. If you're if you're trying to be perfect every weekend, which we know is not going to happen. Um, but if you would have told me, you know, that I would be, you know, battling with top guys and in main events and heat races, then. Um, I don't know if I if I would have uh, bought it or not, but yeah, like you said, been putting in the work at, at SOB, doing a lot of laps, and um, you know, excited to be heading back there in a couple weeks. I'm in California right now, so um, yeah, it's been the off season was great, and uh, the beginning of the year was good, and I'm excited to to keep the uh, back half of the season rolling here after our break in uh, Arizona. So you're a California dude. Uh, did you ex- did you surprise yourself with the muddy uh, skills that you had? Um, not really. Uh, I got a little corner track in my backyard. So um, from the time I was on fifties, I moved to this house when I was maybe seven years old. So uh, I've been doing laps in the mud. You know, we don't have a water truck or anything, so there's no way to water it. And just whenever it rains, you know, we try to take full advantage of it. So we're right, you know, from 9 in the morning till, till it gets dark in the wintertime. And I spent a lot of a lot of time riding in the mud in the backyard. So I was actually excited for it in a way. A lot of people, you know, weren't sure how I was going to do or, you know, if I could ride in the mud, but, um, the whole time, you know, I'd been excited. 
Yeah, no, that's that, I. You surprised me. I didn't know that you were just a flat out mud rider. So I learned something about you. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just like not stressing out about it. You know, uh, a lot of people, as soon as they they hit the track walk, you see that they're just bombed. That, that mm-hmm. it's muddy. But um, if you've ever seen AP on track walk, he's got a a grin, you know, ear to ear. So. I think the biggest thing is just not worry about it. You know, you're probably going to crash a couple times and, um, you know, just ride loose and, and let that bike go wherever it wants to go and make sure you keep it on the gas. 13, 8, and 9 to start the year. San Francisco, the career high 8th, but these are all career highs. Um, well, I mean, obviously the, the night at San Diego was right there too, but you know, 13 was your best Anaheim one, and then you did it with an eighth in San Francisco. So, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 13th of day one was cool. That that was kind of what what gave me confidence was I know I didn't ride that great at Anaheim one in the main event, but I still started out better than I finished last year. So, I think that helped my confidence a lot as far as coming into the next next weekend and then the eighth I was super stoked on um mostly just because I finished the race you know Mm -hmm. that was kind of an accomplishment in itself and um the track was so gnarly in San Francisco I I couldn't tell you where I was at on the track at one point I came around the mechanics area and my mechanic didn't even have the pit board out he just had five fingers up and I was like man like you know, it was only like the third or the fourth lap, so I knew we didn't have like five laps left. Um, and I just like kind of threw my hand up and yelled at him, you know, like not in a bad way. Like I was excited. Like I just came by and threw the fist pump and was like, woo. And then I looked up at the board as I was coming across the start straight and I was in fifth place. Um, Unreal. So, so that was pretty awesome. Yeah, exactly. And then. Yeah, even this weekend I rode, you know, the ninth place. I had a tip over, unfortunately, and um, I was battling with um, Shimoda, I believe it was. We were battling for a while, and then he got past me, and I was still pretty close behind him, and then got caught in some lappers and had a tip over, and then when I tipped over I believe was when um the factory gas gas bike passed me which was about three or four minutes to go left in the race so I was bummed on that uh obviously want to beat factory bikes and um whenever I can yeah but um it was still a good race like I, I wanted to get that eighth place for the uh the one or two extra points for the championship, but, um, you know, I'm not bummed about it by any means. I, uh, I rode a good race and, um, I had a solid night, so that's really all I can ask for. Yeah. It's like a tale of two mud races. Like San Francisco seemed like, Hey, just survive. Last week was a little more, more racy. You could, you know, pick different lines and have strategy, but, but San Francisco is just kind of free for all. Yeah, that's why I was so pumped on the eighth place was simply just like you said, like 
Um, there was no, you weren't really racing necessarily. Um, I felt like I was out there trail riding and there was definitely guys that were, um, racing for sure, but I wasn't one of them. I, I was simply just trying to survive and I like, I'll say it straight up. You know, there was guys that were for sure faster than me at San Francisco that were sending it harder than I was. But, um, like we talked about, you know, keeping the bike alive or, or not crashing four times is, um, a big part of getting results in the mud. And, um, I managed to not do either of those and other guys did. So at the end of the day, I'll take it. Could you see anything? Like, I, I don't know if you watched the main event. I'm sure you did. I did. If you, if you rewatch the main event, I get blasted with mud on the start and everyone goes left in the first corner. And I, I literally went straight over that roller and I was in between the tough blocks, like had no clue where I was at. (laughs) Yeah. I, I mean, you can only see so much from TV, you know, watching on the couch, but, um, yeah, I, I assume like no one could even see that entire race. So, yeah, when I came off the start, it was like if you covered my eyes, like I could have rode just as good with my eyes shut. I was just guessing. <laughs> well, it worked out, you know. Um, yeah. Can we good. speaking of starts? Can we talk about your heat race start at Anaheim one? Yeah. Um, Starts have been good this year, actually. I, they haven't all been, um, like, they haven't all been in the front, I guess I would say. But I feel like I've had good starts at all the races so far. And Anaheim 1 was, was pretty wild, you know. I was, I forget where I qualified, maybe 14th or 12th or something like that so i had a pretty solid gate and but i was outside still i didn't expect to to get as good of a a start you know i obviously wanted to get a good jump and get over as far as i could but i came out in front of pretty much everybody um i just lost it in the the first corner it was a very long right hander and it was pretty slick from them prepping and watering. So I kind of just slid out all the way to the tough blocks on the outside. And then um, right at the end of that next rhythm section, everyone tripled into the corner. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I doubled it. So I just gave it away right there. But it's uh, – I'm just learning still, you know. All of this for me, I, I'm not – taking it too serious i'm just trying to learn every weekend so it's a little things like that that i got to go back and look at and see um you know why why i didn't do do something or um why i made a mistake and um try to be better for the rest of the the year yeah you are still learning your uh second third year third year yeah third Third year year. yeah it's crazy i would like to not count the first year yeah but, uh, you know, it is my third year, unfortunately. But you're finding third, I mean, you're, that's young, dude. Third year, you're finding yourself already in that next group of guys 
you know, and it's you're battling with new guys, I guess. Um, what's it what's it been like and what have you been learning? Oh, man, I think. I think a lot of my learning was was last year, but obviously this year is still young. And we still got a long ways to go, but I couldn't tell you one thing that sticks out. I would say it's just little things every weekend that that I'm still figuring out. But uh, the biggest the biggest thing, and I wouldn't even say it's necessarily learning for me. It's just riding with the guys that I'm capable of riding with. That's the biggest thing. It's, um, you know, like battling with RJ this weekend was, obviously I've watched RJ my whole life, but that was one thing that kind of opened my eyes a little bit. And then riding with, with Joe and, and Oldenburg, like, those are all really good guys, you know. So um, I would say the biggest thing is just knowing that I, I'm capable of doing it and I need to to put myself – I've kind of put myself in the mindset this year of, like, okay, like, you know, it's your third year and you're only still starting, but, um, you know, you need to get going now because, um, you know, it's time to, time to start – put some results in and and get it moving so um just putting myself in the mindset like that i'm going to race those guys where maybe before i wasn't quite there that's a good point yeah i mean i i love the laid back uh i i don't want to say laid back because you're out there grinding and fighting every weekend but well that's the other thing too is like sorry to cut you off, but I kind of know where you're going. Like, yeah. And a lot of people have said this to me. That's the other thing I've, I've put myself in the mindset of like, like I just said, like I need to go out there and race those guys because I, I want to get, you know, a good contract and, um, you know, all the, the things that come with riding good, you know? Um, but I've also put myself in the mindset of like, listen, I know what I struggle with and I know what I'm good at and there's no point in, in stressing myself out over little things that like, I'm not, if I have a bad race, I'm not going to be able to change anything. Like the race is over. So there's, that's the, like the biggest thing where maybe last year I was, I was worried about it and for sure, I'll be, you know, bummed if I have a bad race this year, but I'm not going to let it bother me in any way, so. Yeah, you got, that's, uh, you got next weekend, like, too. To... I know an improved mindset. That's, good. that's a good point. Yeah, you got next weekend to always duke it out and, you know, strive for better, so. Yeah. I mean, for an example, I, I qualified 39th in San Francisco. I was going to bring that up. And I then... almost didn't make the night show. Because your mom put up a story on, on Instagram and tagged me in it. And I was like, it's going to be a good night. And then she gave me a thumbs up. And then I was like looking at practice time. So I'm like, it's still going to be a good night. Yeah. No, I like we weren't sure, obviously, if I was in. And then I went to go up for the second practice. 
and they canceled it, and we still weren't wasn't sure if I was in. And finally, like you know, twenty minutes later, it was like, all right, like you got the last spot, and. I just told everyone at the truck, I was like, all right, like, that's all I need. You know, just give me a shot. Just give me a chance to go race and I'll, I'll make it happen. And that was really all I needed. But I, I was, you know, I was going to be bummed if I didn't make that night show all because of, you know, little mistakes. But at the end of the day, I just left it behind me and, and went on to get my career best. So. Yeah, yeah, good point. How is uh, how's team manager Jules feeling about that? The the eighth place. Oh, he was pumped. He uh, he was waiting for me back at the rig when I got back, and I gave him a big old muddy hug. So he was super pumped on it. Um, I think he's got a sixth place with Devin Simonson. Um, maybe in the COVID years. So I don't think I've quite got his uh, team best yet, but that's the next goal knocked off for him. Yeah, He's true. That. I would like to get a top five. A top five would be sweet. It's a good goal. You're knocking on on the door of it, so it's it's yeah, it's coming. That's uh, that's the next thing to check off the list. Yeah, true. And then, uh, you know, your teammate Cade doing great too three for three in a stacked field so you guys are yeah. crushing it Kate's been riding really good i don't know if he's been posting on social media about it or any of his riding but um before we left south of the border to come to california Kate was riding the best i've ever seen him ride and it just looked fiery and like on top of it before he was a little lackadaisical i think and he'd probably agree with me that's why i'm saying it but he looked fiery so and how about that start this weekend oh dude whole shot led tomac for a corner his leader lights came on i was pumped for him i think i should cold call him this week do a cold call case you should thing. you should that should be a thing it is a thing. I just haven't done it in a while. It? Yeah, we've been you doing should. it. Yeah, I, I'm going to. He's actually he's actually living in the downstairs room at my house. So right now, you might cold you might cold call him, and you might get me as well. Is he down there right now? <clears throat> Let's see. The cars. I'm in my room. The car's not outside. He must be. He must be out somewhere. That would have been a good exclusive right there. Just go downstairs and here, take right? the phone. Don't even tell him who it is. Yeah, he, uh, no, nah, he's been at the house for, since, well, since we started, I guess, three weeks. So it's been, it's been nice having him at the house. He kind of keeps me in check a little bit. He's, uh, he's kind of the opposite of me as far as, um, racing wise you know he's on top of the rule book like he's got it down to a t he knows the rules he he knows where to find the lap times at. everyone's probably thinking like you know how do you not know this stuff but like going back to the laid back thing like i think i'm just like super laid back and 
you know, what's done is done. So I don't ever go back and look at those things. Yeah. So I couldn't even tell you where to start for, for all, like all the stats and stuff, but he kind of, he opens my eyes to it a little bit. Well, he's grandpa Cade. That's his name. Yeah. He's been in it for a long time. Grandpa Cade. I think, was that you that helped me come up with that nickname? Maybe. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Well, we'll have to cold call him and get his thoughts on it. Cause that was an interesting whoop section. That first lap. Um, everybody's trying to survive and then jet somehow blitzes them and it was yeah i was i was wondering his thoughts on that so i'll call call him yeah i don't know what his thought i would tell you what his thoughts are but yeah. we we didn't really talk about that it was more like right on dude like that was sick <laughs> it was sick it was just an interesting part of the race i was like what just happened you know just watching... especially because kids like he's not known for starts necessarily um, so for him to come out and, and do that was pretty impressive. Fiery grandpa Cade. That's where we're at now. So, yeah. All right, man. Well, the, obviously I want to touch on the, the sticker placement. It's top notch. And I think that's a big part of the, the program this year. Um, it, adds, it? it adds a couple horsepower. Oh yeah. It looks great. Okay. You spent a lot of time putting those on. I can tell. I did. Did you see me? I pulled out the heat gun for him too. You told me that. Yeah. I, I never, I never understood why mechanics pulled out the heat gun, and then I, I did it. And as soon as I put that sticker down, I was like, "All right, that makes sense." So that you, thing is never coming off. Oh, okay. So we're just on there for for life. Yeah. No, it makes a. It just heats everything up and gets all that, whatever the sticky. Uh, stuff is on the, the actual sticker yeah it glues red on there and it's not coming off oh that's good news for me then i don't, I don't think yeah, i was coming off yeah hey, i never took you off before either way even <laughs> I, when i wasn't on the squad i know so. you, you only had to now put sure hey you only off. had to put one on and you put like 10 did i only have well my biggest thing is maybe i put one on the right side like at the start but then I can't not put one on the left side, you know? Yeah, kind of. Throw one on top of the visor, throw one on the back. It just, to me, it just makes sense. It's like an alignment thing. You got to have it even. Exactly. Maybe I've got like ADHD or OCD or something like that. But Maybe. I'm not going to complain about it. Yeah, no. I think it looks better that way, so. We are crushing it right now. We are. Hey, and you called this. I, you called this months ago, and I'm going to put that on the record that you called this months ago. Yeah, I did. Troy Dog, Troy Dog was the first one to say, this is your year, and you're going to do great. I and did. I'll find the text message if nobody believes me, but he said that, and he believed in me the whole time. That's crazy, because, yeah, I don't know what... I, I kind of called that for Harlan last year too. So what am I right now? Am I like a an idiot That's savant a or something? You're a genie. I'm a genie. Okay, I'll go with or, genius. Uh, what's that? Like a future reader? What do they call that? Yeah, card reader or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Crystal ball guy. Something. Let's see. I I don't know. I I don't know. I just 
maybe I'm just that that talent scout that that like major league baseball teams use. Diamond like, in the rough. Yeah, I just I see it, and we just have to market you guys and make it come to life. But you guys are putting in all the work, so I'm really not even doing anything. So I just like to. I don't know. I'm reading a text message right now that says, "I know you'll do well. You've been working so hard, and those WSX rounds were great. You've got a good home at PRMX. I'm excited for you." Man. So he was calling it all along. That's a good point. I'll take it. You know, I'll take it. Uh, if, if you're going to give me a compliment, I'm going to take it. So, yeah, cool start, man. I'm excited still for you. And um, I don't know, man. Just just keep going. Keep doing what you're doing because it's working. Yeah, hopefully we get to see Troy Dog at Nashville this year. That would be sweet. Well, now that I have this gig, I have more of a chance to go. So, Perfect. Yeah, I, my wife's like... Uh, I want to go because last year was so much fun. And I'm like looking at the schedule. I'm like, why not? So I'm assuming it only makes sense. I'm assuming we could, you know, I don't know. We'll see. It only makes sense to go and and see you for the first time. We've never met in person. That's weird. No, that is weird. But I feel like I've known you forever. Yeah. It's been about like three, three years or so. Yeah. You got me on uh, my first year. Yeah, uh, you talked to me for you were like the first person to ever talked to me. I think like as far as pro stuff and getting an inside scoop. That's wild, because you had such a good story coming up. Like I don't understand that. I did. I feel like the story's only gotten better. It has. Well, now it you has. found a home here on the squad and and the squad pod. So, yeah, man, it's cool. Yeah, I'm pumped. Pumped to be on the squad. Pumped to where uh, where I'm at right now. I'm pumped with everything. Good man, you deserve it. So we'll be checking in and uh, keep keep sending you good vibes throughout the week. Yeah, I appreciate the good vibes and uh, excited for the triple crown this weekend. Yeah, that'll I be think interesting. I could, uh, those are always interesting. So hopefully, I I play my cards right. Um. Uh, you know, I think maybe, uh, I wouldn't necessarily count, count the, uh, top five as if I finished a top five in one of those triple crowns, but, you know, if I play my cards right, I think we could, we could find a fifth place finish somewhere this weekend. That counts no matter what. In the results, okay. it's, it's there. So, I mean, uh, Kitchen got a win there last year, so. He did. Uh, it counts. Yeah, I'm waiting for Kitchen to text me back, see if he wants to play golf today. And if you do, ask him why he's been like putting me to the side. I just feel I well, bought. Been ducking you, dude. I put I've got bought him a chef hat at, and gave it to him at Iron Man, and just ghosted since. Like what? That's a bummer. It's a bummer. It's it's okay. He switched up. He got too cool. Maybe, or maybe he's just been super busy with the team switch and all that other stuff that, like, what you know, going for a title and all that stuff. Yeah, I don't know anything about that, so. <laughs> well, the progression, we keep progressing. That's, yeah. how, that's how it works. Yeah, eventually we'll get there. But if you do golf with him, throw a sticker on his golf club or something. Just, yeah, Just remind him. All right, sure mate. Dog's always here. Always here. And ask him where his chef hat is. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks for joining me today. 
Um, yeah. We'll have you on. on. We'll have you on soon again because you're crushing it. So. I would love to come back. You, you always come back. You always, you always oh, can come back. Yeah, I'll show up whenever I'm invited. We'll call you in five minutes. How about that? Yeah, call you back in five minutes. All right, man. Well, good luck this weekend at the Triple Crown, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. I'll see you soon. Thanks, man. Later. See ya. Joining me as my guest, he's a special guest this week on the Squad Pod. I wouldn't be here where I am today without him, I don't think. He, he likes to think otherwise. But uh, it's a man. You may know him from National Player. You may know him, you definitely know him from Verb back in the days. He's an OG Verb guy. He uh, may have been film director. We're going to get into that. It's Travis Stewart. What's up, Trav? Thank you for having me. And you can't, you can't screw up my intro like that, That's Troy. Horrible, I dude. was never, I was never the national player. Did I say national player? You said national player. You were the national player. Okay, so I was national security. I had no, I had no game whatsoever, Troy, and I didn't even pretend to have game, man. It's got national player on the brain. Yeah, that was. <laughs> did, yeah, nobody wants to talk about national player, but I keep wanting to bring it up. National security. I meant to say national security, and it's in my notes. Well, there. and and so I gotta ask, like, how come the national player doesn't come back more? Like, how come? How come my? How come I'm always getting tagged on Verb Moto's Instagram, but I don't see national player ever popping up? Okay, so a couple things. One, nobody cares, and two, um, there was only one video that has like 300 views. So we're just gonna put it to bed. Uh, I've tried to pump it up many times, and and no one cares. So. I bet it like I bet it becomes a trend in like 2035 and all of a sudden you're like light years ahead of the trend. I trust your judgment on that because you are ahead of the trends most times. <laughs> so so maybe, maybe. Yeah, I mean, man, national security I still to this day, if I go to a like a dirt bike track, especially professional dirt bike track, I still get yelled at Japan for all the time. Like even, I mean, even the pro riders, I'll, I won't even like acknowledge them. I'll just be walking by and like, Dino will yell Japan for, I'm like, Hey Dean, thanks man. That's my one, my one claim to fame. That's amazing though. Like, look at that. We're 15 years later almost. No, we are 15 (laughs) years later. Oh yes. Yes we are. And I have gray hair to prove it. It's amazing. Yeah. Dino, you, you, you were uh, back in the day. Um, that was Verb, man. You, you helped jumpstart. I know Wes did his thing many years before that, but you coming on was really groundbreaking, at least in my eyes when I was watching all this stuff go down. A lot of the groundbreaking stuff happened kind of before I jumped in. Like, you know, when, when I jumped in, guys like Wes and, and – uh, and Brent and you know they, you had some other guys here and there were really the guys that were allowed on the track I was I went to Loretta's and Tim Cotter told me that, that I wasn't even allowed on the track so like you know I'm here just this kid shooting from the fence and I see Wes and his big camera on the sidelines I mean inside you know getting this sick footage and then I didn't even really know about like moto films or anything like that I just was like oh I'm gonna make this and then all of a sudden like the first moto movie I saw was prospects and like my tail went between my legs. I was like, I can't like, I'm never going to make a video that cool ever, you know? 
but ended up getting to meet Wes and, and he gave me an opportunity to, you know, join them and start shooting video with them. And, um, man, it started, it started a few years of some of the most fun times in my life. So we're going to get to that, but before that, how did you even pick up a camera for the first time? Uh, man, like every dumb dirt biker, you keep getting hurt and you're sick of getting hurt. So I just grabbed a camera and actually funny story. And it's why I still do the work I do today is I made a video, right? I shot my friends riding dirt bikes and then I put it to a song and we all went in the living room and put this VHS in, in the, in the tape deck and started watching it. And like, we're, we weren't like sentimental, me and my friends, we're not like sentimental people like at all. And we all like almost started crying because of how cool it was to see us looking like, well, I don't want to say professional athletes, but in a, in that light, you know, like in a film style and we're watching it on a tv with pantera in the background and that from from that day on i was like man this is powerful and still now when i listen to music like to me uh music is only half done right music is only half done because there's no there's no story to it visually right so like every you know that's why i love music so much i listen to it and i picture in my head oh this is you know this would look cool with this or this would look cool with this and you could tell this story with it and that's where i think kind of all the roots of of the greats have come from especially in moto is like you put these videos together and you're telling a story and you're like, wow, this is just super pop, like super, super powerful. Um, so yeah, uh, long story short and actually short story long that that's how I kind of started doing this thing. So how long before, so how long after you start filming, do you start to go to amateur races and, and local races, I guess, to, to just start filming? full-time i packed i packed a bag and got on an airplane and flew to loretta's without talking to anybody without knowing anybody um they i had to i had to hitch a ride to the track when i got there they told me it was like four hundred dollars to get in i didn't have that i was like 17 years old so i snuck in (laughs) tim cotter told me no way like you're not filming so i stayed in front of justin rando's motorhome i don't know he's still kind of kind of uh hanging around a little bit trying to make mains every once in a while i stayed in front of his motorhome and filmed from the fence all week and like i said that's where i was first introduced to wes and this was before verb moto was ever a thing and you know i I started shooting with those guys and they came to me and they said hey we have this idea we want to start this this media company and i think i i think i'm not 100 percent sure but i think i was employee number one um i was all on board man i was like yeah if you guys are doing this i'm with you you know mm-hmm. um making that huge paycheck as as we all uh know and and understand happens when you first get into the motor motocross industry yeah, sure. the paycheck was massive it's huge man yeah yeah i uh i think i bought uh some rolos <laughs> maybe a pack of gum with my first paycheck yeah so what year is, did you know who Wes is before you meet him? 
No, no, I, I didn't have a clue. I was so ignorant, man. I I knew a little bit about the amateur motocross scene. I had no idea how big it was. I mean, we were dirt bikers, but we were just in our own little world. You know, our heroes were Pat Martin and Mike Treadwell and, and Keith Johnson. And, and those guys were like, that. that's who we saw as, as the pinnacle of the sport in the amateur world, you know. Um, so I didn't know any of those guys. So really... You know, and, and I hit it off really well with Wes and Brent um, and the whole verb team because just the work ethic, you know, and, and that's where I think a lot of um, a lot of people make it very well. A lot of people do well in motocross in the industry when they have a good work ethic, you know, mm-hmm. um, you're the same way. You know, it's uh, if you're willing to grind it out and, and be in the trenches. Well, a sport. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. There, it's. It's not an easy rise, that's for sure. It's not an overnight thing. You have to put in your time. So, so what year was that, Loretta? Was it like 06? Yeah, 05, 06 maybe. I can't, I'm so bad with years. Wes would crucify me right now because I'm so bad with, with the historical facts of it. But what it turned into was, was basically me getting to the pinnacle of the job you know, within a few years working with Wes and shooting with, you know, Racer X films and, you know, shooting the nationals and shooting supercross and, and shooting with all these, you know, guys that are, are heroes, you know, and you're out there working with them. Um, it's really cool. Yeah. And, and what stuck out to me is that's about, so I know I was always a fan of verb when it, when it started, I would check it every day. And as the years went on, I would, I was in high school watching this stuff unfold, and I'm like, man, these guys are just, they're putting out these videos. And the national security, when you put that out, it was kind of, I don't want to say groundbreaking, but it was very popular, especially for me <laughs> and my group of friends. Like, we just loved it. We couldn't wait till the next episode came out. But that was kind of the, the turning point of like, wow, I want to be a part of this because it looks like a lot of fun at the races. Man, we that year it was oh nine. Mm-hmm. That year we we didn't have much money, but we lived like rock stars. We lived out of that motorhome. We traveled to every race in this motorhome, and you know, national security came about because at the first round, I was running onto the track for the first moto. It, I will never forget. It was Justin Barsha's first moto ever on a pro bike and i had i've spent so much time with justin coming up ever since he was on you know 80s um you know stayed at his house and 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 spent so much time i was so excited and the security guard wouldn't let me onto the track and i was like yo like and he's like oh you don't have the right hard card and i'm like dude if i miss this gate drop I will, like, I'm going to lose it. So I run back through the crowd, and I found Davey. Like, it was a miracle. I found Davey. He's walking. I go, Davey, can you get me onto the track? This guy won't let me on. So Davey runs up with me. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good to go. So I go on. Justin whole shots the thing, leads by a mile. They they reel him in at the end. But, man, what what an insane moment. Well, the following weekend, me and Walt, Ryan Walters, were like, man, that was messed up. And, you know, I was still so pissed off at the security that I was like, hey, let's do it for real. Like, let me take my passes off. You mic me up. I'll go through the pits and try to get busted. And, 
you know, Ryan Walters is, uh, you, you know, Walt, like he's, a, he's out there, man. This West had no idea about this. No one had any idea about this. And we just went out and shot this thing. And it was so, it was gold. I mean, it was so funny and we were just messing with people. And, you know, obviously it got to the point where I got handcuffed and put in a cop car in Southwick. And, um, obviously, you know, Davey and them had to, had to, to pull us out of the cop car and it, it, it turned into, uh, we were not, no longer allowed to do a thing, but, uh, man, it was fun while it lasted. Yeah. That Southwick got pretty heated, didn't it? There was, there's a lot of stuff that went down. (laughs) And, and the funny thing is, is like, that's what we're so known for from that year, but that was not our job. We were, we were live shooting all the, not live, but we were shooting all the races that, uh, even practice and editing everything overnight. So we were running on zero sleep. Um, you know, every night it was zero sleep and then we'd drive that week to the next race and in between we'd stop places and party and like it, it was, a um, I would not be able to do it in my old age. <laughs> it was, it was a gnarly year. Yeah. So you guys never really went home. I think there was one break or something where you guys, some of you guys did, but that, that RV stayed on the road the whole summer, didn't it? Oh yeah. We, I mean, we had to go from Washougal to Ponca to Loretta's you know, in the break. And that was, it was crazy. And, and there's three, sometimes there's three of us in the motorhome. Sometimes there's five of us in there and, you know, guys are going different places and it was obviously something that I'll never forget, but it's something I could probably never relive. Yeah. Just living off cookies and peanut butter and jellies and maybe, maybe a cup of Mac and cheese, maybe. And David Bulmer's, um, uh, uh, apple cider beer. I mean, he was obsessive. I don't know if you remember David Bulmer at all, but his, his claim to fame during that was he ran every track, like ran a lap around every track. Um, I drank a couple of his ciders one night and he lost it on me. Hey, were those Hornsby's by chance? Yes, I think they were. <laughs> oh my God. I can't believe you just pulled that out. They were Hornsby's. And they, uh, yeah. Yeah. Those were off limits when it came to David Bulmer. Don't touch his Hornsby's. I didn't know that was a Bulmer thing, but I knew that you like, when you, when I came around, you were like still on them. You were like, dude, you gotta try these. Oh, he got us hooked for yeah. sure. Yeah. No, he, he, uh, he definitely got us hooked on the Hornsby's. So you guys do the race direct motocross show that year. And then you also filmed a, you know, the, the famous motion picture now, Epic, you were a part of that. Um, yeah, it was awesome. I'm still bummed about about my credits in it because oh. I, I was credited as a shooter, which is totally correct. And the editors, Wes gave me a segment to edit, and I told him I was too nervous to edit it for the movie. So I handed it back to him, and I didn't edit the segment. I know what segment it was. It came out beautiful. I'm almost glad I didn't edit it because I probably would have destroyed it. But I'm bummed that now when I watch the credits, I'm only a shooter. I'm like, oh, man, I should have. Because my, honestly, my thing is editing. Like, I, I, I pride myself on my editing. I love it. Um, but, no, I, 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 I kind of chickened out at that one. Can you, can you let us know now that it's 15 years in the past which segment it was? It was Retchy Canyon. Um, Yeah, it was, uh, I believe, Retchy Canyon when we went out with uh, Darren Durham and uh, Matt Lemoyne. I believe that was the canyon we were in. And that was the night night before we were were all partying with them. And uh, 
they were like, we're cutting the fenders off. And uh, that was the same night that Darren Durham took buckets of soap water and covered his entire house with soap water. And I don't mean like just a little bit. I mean, he took buckets and dumped them out just so they could have a slip and slide in the house. Like on the, in the kitchen floor and everything? The kitchen floor, living room floor. Like there's video of it somewhere. Wes has a Wes has a hard drive somewhere with this stuff on it. I've never seen it. But my God, I've never in my life seen such beautiful, reckless behavior. <laughs> than when I was hanging out with guys like Darren and, and Matt Lemoyne, and that, that honestly was, uh, was the time of my life. Yeah, I mean, dude, we should do another one of these just devoted to, to stories that you guys have done. I mean, it's, there's living on the road like that. And then like, what, what I want to get to is, is some other things later on down the path. I know that uh, 09 was kind of like the peak for you at Verb because soon after that, it was like living on the road. It was kind of hard. And then like Minio's that year and then Texas later that year, you were kind of burnt out. Yeah, I think what happened was obviously you make friends in the pits, the mechanics and everybody and everyone's like, man, you know, you talk to some people and they love it and they live for it. Then you talk to some people and they're like, man, I'm just kind of burnt out. Like I never see my kids, I'm never home, all that stuff. And then I looked at what I was doing and I was like, man, I want to start a family. Like I was going to go home and ask my current, my, my wife. Um, to marry me and I was like man I don't think I can do that and start a family if I'm living a a dirt bike lifestyle in fact I knew I couldn't so it was a tough phone call to make when I told Wes and Brent like hey guys I'm I'm coming back home to kind of just do my own thing I'm sorry Um, it was a bummer because again you're as a Uh, you're gonna have to edit this one. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I can do that now. Yeah, and and when I made the call to Wes and Brent and you know told them like, hey, I've got to I've got to come back home and kind of do my own thing. I I can't do this travel thing. It was a bummer. It worked out obviously in the end. Like you know, I couldn't be happier. But it was a bummer. Like when you're a kid, you dream of doing that stuff. You dream of living that motocross rock star lifestyle, and you know, but I had to grow up, unfortunately. <laughs> It happens, yeah. And and I asked you as that as a precursor to this question because uh Minio's O nine was a very big moment for my life because um you know, I I got my start and you're the person that gave me my start. I, I sent you a Facebook message in the middle of the night, four hours later you messaged me back. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, there's no way like they get these messages all the time. So you invite me down to Minio's. I was going anyway. But why did you reply to my message, number one? And and why did you want me to even, like, why, why me, I guess? Why why did you decide to bring me down? I don't know. I think I have, like, I, I'm still trying to figure out my outlook on my communications with everybody around me. I'm genuinely a very open to possibilities type person. Um, you know, and, and getting, there was, and there was 
there were people that would message us all the time, of course, and I'm, and it's worse now. I mean, I couldn't even imagine the messages. I, I, I still get hit up from people saying, Hey, can you get me a, 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 a press pass for Southwick? And I'm like, I don't know anybody like, so I can't imagine what it is now, but back then it wasn't too bad. And I mean, honestly, like when the message came in is Troy Benjamin, he's like, Hey, I'm coming down to Minios. I'm like, well, let's meet up. Let's see what, you know, I don't know. I just had a good feeling. Like, let's meet up. Let's see what happens. And then, obviously, we met you and, you know, realized who you were as a person. And we're like, yeah, ooh, let's do some stuff. And I think I handed you a camera on the first day, didn't I? You did. It was practice day. And then yeah. and then, so, and then, then uh, you had another contributor down there, Ian Gutierrez, and he came running up. He's like, dude, you got to come back. They think you stole the camera. And I'm like, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was. I remember Ian. He what a good dude. Ian, dude. Ian was such a good dude, and and he was grinding for us too. And I just like for me, like what's what's the worst thing that's gonna happen, right? Maybe Troy steals a camera. Okay, well <laughs> that's a bummer. We'll have to figure it out. Like yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a bright side kind of guy. Like what's the worst that's gonna happen if I give somebody. Uh, you know, it's not even me, but if we give somebody a camera to go shoot some stuff, okay, the footage came out like crap, we won't do that again. But you came through, and and then I, I remember, I think it was like the second day, I came back to the to the verb. We had a sick setup that year, too. I came back to the verb verb tent, and I'm like, hey, guys, and they're like, what? And I'm like, Troy's, like Troy's sleeping in a tent. I was. Yes, I can <laughs> confirm I did that, yes. Yeah, and it was cold, man. Like Florida Minios uh is is not warm at night. No. No, not not warm at all. <laughs> can you confirm? I can confirm that. Yes, it was not fun. But you doing that made me get a spot on like Wednesday or Thursday. So Yeah, yeah. I, I think um I yeah, what did we clear a spot for you on the couch? Is that what it was? I think it was the floor, but I took it. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I mean at that especially how hard we ran it, whatever it was, as long as there was four walls and a heater blowing, you were good. Yeah, you're good. I was no problems with that. I'm like, this is way better than the tent in the back of the field. I had to walk like fifteen minutes to get, you know, to work every day. Yep. So Yep. Yeah. And but... uh and uh those were the wild nights that we were we were spending with uh Pete and Michelle Bodwin. Oh um, man. Yeah, we had some good times with them. That that was a Moto family right there. Absolutely, I miss them. I haven't even talked to them in years. Yeah, I mean the the verb the verb motorhome was was an open invite, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah. I mean, everybody was there. I mean, like Cooper Webb was in there all the time. Jesse Nelson, all the Red Bull guys, they came in and they're always talking and and telling stories and just having fun. Like it was just. A different time. Yeah, we we had a lot of fun with Jesse back in the day, man. He he was one of the he was one of the cool hangout guys for sure. Yeah, it's just cool to be around. Like you see these guys. Like for me, I'm like I'm reading about these kids all through the years, and I don't, you know, and just to see them ride in person. Number one was cool, and then to build a relationship with them from the start there too was was really beneficial. So. I still remember the when I first started working for MTF. That was one of my first jobs. Was working for for Factory Connection, Ziggy, and MTF, and 
um, I was meeting with them and they're like, Hey, you know, we're going to take you to a winter am this weekend. And I'm like, Oh, cool. And they're like, Austin Stroop's going to be there. And I remember like this feeling, like I just won the lottery, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I get to film and watch Austin Stroop. I just, I, I will always remember that feeling. Yeah. It's, it was a totally different era with, with the amount of star power there was. I mean, now I'm, it's different now, of course. There's obviously star power in the amateur ranks, but back then, that was like they literally called it the golden age for a reason. Like, there were oh, yeah. big personalities. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure guys today are going to say the same thing about, you know, the kids nowadays and the, and, and the guys that are just coming into the pro ranks now, you know. But I, I don't know. It, it, that, those times will always hold a special. Uh, special place in my heart and i'm gonna be one of those old geezers one day saying you guys don't know motocross until you've seen austin stroop and pj larson you know yeah that was a good old person impression yeah that's yeah. me that's me old <laughs> so, and then that week at the end of minio's week you get, you're like hey let's go we're gonna go to mtf you want to come with us and film barsha like do a private shoot and I'm oh like, man i forgot yeah. you came up to that that was a sick shoot too it was i stayed like two weeks with you guys at wes's house it was it was unreal yeah yep we uh we have a we have a way of bringing people along for the ride yeah it was my start, man. And now, <laughs> so now, yeah, let's 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 talk about it, man. What what is up with Troy Benjamin? Oh, you took Troy Dog. Did you just take over my interview? Okay, I did. I did. I'm like, I'm in. I'm in the driver's seat now. I want to know about you. How did this happen, man? I just took the uh, editor in chief role. Uh, you know, it's just my dream job that I've wanted for 15 years, and now the stars are aligning for me to jump in there and. uh you know, start something fresh, something new. So amazing. Are you getting the first, um, are you getting the starting pay that I got? Um, it's, it's a little more, you know, Ooh, I get that stings a little bit more, just a tiny bit more. <laughs> yeah. I can get that a couple stings. packs of Rolos, you know, I maybe shouldn't, I maybe shouldn't have asked you that question. Yeah. That, but <laughs> I'm 15 years into it and now the stars are aligning. I've, and, and we joke like CEO thing. Um, I've just been contributing for on the side, you know, it's not my, yeah. I've never really told anybody that. I think people really think that I'm like in charge of everything, but no, I've just been doing it on the side of my real job and having fun. But now well, this congratulations, is- Troy. Well, uh, you've made, you've made uh, uh, Papa bear very proud. <laughs> exactly. Where it all started. I had to come <laughs> back and bring you on the pod to share the news with everybody. So that's awesome. Yeah. I'm very excited. And um, I've built, since Verb has been back the second time, I've been able to build a lot of relationships and just kind of rebrand myself. And it's been more successful than it's ever been. So people want, people want the, the, the Troy dog. They want the dog in general. You know, what you've done is you've come in and started to breed more dogs. And I love it. I love watching it. You're a dog breeder. Yeah. Like, you know, with the squad thing, it kind of grew into something pretty decently big and then you know they're i got weech saying hard dog on the broadcast <laughs> so so we've reloaded trying to make you know market more around i have six guys now so we have to like market them and do the same thing we did for hard doggy you know yeah it's man it's such a cool sport and i'm so like i'm so blessed of the relationships that i created 
Um, and then I still have like, we, you know, we went and did, you, you talked about Weege, like we went and did the, uh, the KTM junior race last year with my boy and we went up, we got on the podium and I'm walking onto the podium and Wygan just gives me a huge hug, you know? And, and like, awesome. just cause we've, you know, we did so much work together back in the day when we were both just green, you know, and, and, and to see, to, to have us both standing on a, on a podium in different positions, me as a moto dad and him as, as the actual, you know, commentator was, was really cool. That is a cool story. And I, even I was in Nashville that that night, so I got to see it. So that was even. Dude, that was a big night. That was huge. that was a big night. Yeah, I, I can't. That, that. Just seeing <laughs> that, that I was big. like tearing up. I'm like, no way, he just got on the podium. Like, it's okay. yeah, yeah, no, and and you know what? It, it made it so much better that Wes and Danny were down on the floor. They were they were getting video, and and not only were they getting video, but we 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 lived the entire main event together. You know, we were right together for the whole thing, and. Um, you know, I hope to one day repay, uh, you know, my debt to Danny and Wes and do the same thing for them. Um, go back to my media days and, and get their kids doing the same thing because it was, it was super special for me. You know, like my boy came in realized he got third and he's, he's sitting there crying and I got Wes next to me and Danny and everyone's pumped and like, it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, it's kind of like a surreal moment. Like, look at all of us. It really was. We're still here yeah. and, and together in this sports. The reason we're here, you know. And now yeah, the, the exactly. next generation, your son, just doing it. So it's cool. Yeah, he's into hockey now. I don't know what happened. We came home, he started playing hockey. So I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm a hockey dad now. Well, that's okay. Whatever he wants to do, <laughs> you know. <laughs> maybe he got his podium. He's out for a bit. Yeah, well, we came home, and I was like, I'm pretty sure, like, that was the pinnacle. Like, that was, you know, my boy peaked on 50s. That was it. Well, yeah. (laughs) I just know that whatever he decides to do, you're going to have his back 100%. So that's all that really matters. So Yeah. And so, so yeah, why don't don't we leave on what you're doing now? And and you said you want to make a comeback possibly? I can get you a pass. I can personally get you back in the game. You have one no matter Man, it might happen. It might happen. Good. Um, yeah, we uh, Paul Michu back in the day. He did he did a bunch of filming with me. We grew up together riding dirt bikes and stuff. He he shot for Verb and Red Bull and all those things. And we came back home and started a company 12, 13 years ago. And honestly, man, we we've been so successful. It's a it's a marketing company and um, you know doing everything from making cool videos, cool commercials, and you know doing all the the inbound stuff and. And we just had, a, we've been blessed. We've had a lot of luck, a lot of great customers and, and we're still grinding. We're still looking and planning and scheming what the next thing's going to be. Like, I think, I think the motocross world, um, you know, again, I talk about that work ethic and, you know, it's never good enough. Uh, we're always kind of clawing for the next thing. So this, this won't be the end of it. Well, I, you know, we've, we've got a cool company that we've been able to sponsor some motocross riders and, and get people to Loretta's and do those sort of things. And I want to do more of that. So I think that's part of the, uh, part of the, the motivation behind creating more, you know, I like, I like to hear that because I know you've been up there grinding away, being successful. And I, you know, I've been watching from afar and I'm just really happy for you guys and what you've accomplished and built and, um, you're just, you're both creative dudes. So, I mean, you're destined to succeed anyway. So 
That's the hope, Troy. <laughs> I mean, we're still young, so <laughs> well, there's still time. But yeah, I mean, I just wanted to get you on. I know we didn't have, we got so much more we can touch on. We'll just have to have you back on. And... Yeah, no, I wanna. I I'd like it. We need to plan a time to go out and 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 shoot with the boys out at Wes's and and yes. do it do it. It's justice, you know. That'd be a great plan. Just all meet up, go out, just like old times. Um, yeah except uh except we'll have kids this time and and maybe we won't get uh police escorted out of the campground and all those sorts of things and Wes, and Wes's shoulders won't get beat up you know oh my god <laughs> it's still a mess it's a mess it's still a mess <laughs> all right man well thanks for your time we'll, we'll definitely be in touch and uh this was cool man thanks for catching up thank you and congratulations man thank you it's all because of you Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll take credit. Uh, trophies in the mail, right? Yes, it is. I'll I'll have one. You can keep it. At your royalty house. checks as well. Oh, royalties! I don't know. I'm breaking up. You, just a small, little bit, like maybe half a pack of Rolos. I got that. I got you. All right, guys, that'll do it for another episode, man. It's cool to catch up with some old friends and new friends. Um, man, it's it's the stuff that Travis has done in the sport. No one even really knows. He he's been behind a lot of cool stuff. So. It's good to catch up with him. Nice to hear that he's thriving. So, I want to thank Yoder and Stewart for coming on this week. I want to thank Ginger Dog, Club Dog, Duke Dog, Boots Dog, Chase Dallow, Bird Dog, Chili Dog West, and you guys for listening. Did I think Ginger Dog? If I didn't, I, I'm doing it now. Thanks, Ginger Dog. You're, you're the best. And then uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. See you.